Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 40 of the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate. And I am the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and just super excited uh, for today's conversation. We're going to talk about something that I think can literally change your life. And when I say something like that, when I hear something like that, let me just say it that way. When I hear somebody say that, I think, okay, well, that seems a little far-fetched or a little crazy. But I, I genuinely believe that the conversations that we're going to have going through this book called Divine Direction, Seven Decisions That Will Change Your Life was written by a guy named Craig Rochelle, who actually thinks that it could change your life as well. And having listened to this sermon series by Craig, having read the book, and having gone through these notes, I think so too. I, I think that these seven decisions could really point you in a direction that could radically change your life and your future. Uh, obviously, all of the people in your life that you have contact with, that you have influence over, uh, it could really change things. And so I'm glad that you're here. If you're new to this podcast, we are a ministry for Christian men trying to help them become the men, trying to become the men myself <laughs> that God meant for us to be. And we always say, God made you for this specific time in history, that you were born with great purpose and that you're needed to be fully who God had in mind. And, you know, for a lot of us, we're, we kind of like flounder and wonder like, you know, who am I? Who am I supposed to be? What does God have for me? What is God's will for me? Well, we pursue those conversations and we talk about all kinds of things that can hopefully point us in the direction of becoming uh, more of that kind of man, more of the man like Jesus. And so today's conversation, again, is going to help you talk about decision making. And so I hope that this first part, this first session of this We'll kick this off and really just encourage you to want to listen to the second part and the third or however many there are. As you go through this, if you find yourself thinking, man, this is great, would you do me a favor? Just engage in some way. It very well just may be clicking on the URL, copying it and pasting it and sending it to a friend. You know, Use your, your email or text or maybe send it on your social media. If you listen to this series and think, man, this is good stuff, would you just help other men by sharing it, engaging it. Maybe it's just liking and subscribing to the podcast. That's great too. Uh, whatever it might be, we just appreciate it because as more Christian men wake up to what's going on and get serious about uh, living better lives and bigger lives, the more they do that, the more they're going to wake up other men around them. And we need that desperately. So thank you for being here. Thank you for engaging you know, with this conversation. One of the things that you'll see in if you start following this podcast and ministry is I love to read. I read probably anywhere between 40 to 75 books, depending on the year. That's probably an average. And in doing so, 
I pick one out every once in a while and just think, man, this was a great book. I wish more people would read this. And one of the things I have found over time is that a lot of Christian men, maybe most Christian men, in fact, take the word Christian out, most people just simply don't read much anymore. Maybe a handful of books a year if you're a really avid reader. But I love to read. I think it's extremely important that we grow and learn and take collective wisdom from other people. You're going to hear me say this many times, but I think the Bible is what we ought to just like bathe in. Like we ought to like be so immersed in scripture that that really like drives um, the content of our thinking. But outside of that, I try to read widely and just really see how God has used other authors and people to help illustrate and bring out scripture for me. And so anyways, when I, when I find books like this, I want to introduce them to guys because I know they just, they may not read. So we're going to go through this book, Divine Direction, and I hope that it helps you to become more of the man that God has in mind for you. All right, so going to the book, I'm going to read here just a little bit to kick us off here. You are one decision away from changing your life forever. But the funny thing is you probably don't know what that one decision will be. It's natural to assume that such a big life-changing decision would be obvious. And sometimes it is, like whether you should take a new job or uh, relocate your family, or whether you should return to school to finish your degree, or whether you should marry the person you've been dating for the last few months. Clearly, huge decisions like these send countless consequences rippling through your life. But smaller choices can also have big effects. Our lives are constantly spilling into the lives of others, and their lives are spilling into ours. Like falling dominoes, even our smallest decisions sometimes cascade into consequences we could never have seen coming. I like what he says here as he starts off his book, and it says, you are one big decision away from changing your life, but you probably don't even know which decision it is. I mean, think about like the course of your day. You're making decisions all day long. In the course of, let's say, a couple years, you've made I don't know if millions is correct, probably though, millions, let's say thousands at least, thousands of decisions along the way, most of them inconsequential. But you have no idea if one of these small little things made the biggest difference. And again, what you'll hear and see in this is that that little decision can make a big difference in both a positive or a negative direction. And here's where we're going with this conversation. Where you are now and where you are going is determined by your daily actions. Not your daily hopes, not your daily wishes, but at the end of your life and all along the way even, your choices equal your stories. I'll say that again. Your choices, your daily small decisions lead the way to you describing and telling the stories of your life. It's pretty amazing to think that the stories you tell are all an accumulation of these little tiny decisions along the way. Yeah, there are big ones here and there. Should I move? Should I marry? Should I take this job? Whatever, right? Those are some big ones. But most of the time it's these, it's these smaller, littler ones. Going back to the book, Craig says this,
The best decision you can make is always the next one. Each decision should move you closer to becoming all that God made you to be, to turn your life in the direction of a story you'll be happy to share. I want to read that again, that last part. Each decision should move you closer to becoming all that God made you to be, to turn your life in the direction of a story you'll be happy to share. Think about your decision-making process throughout today, or this week, or this past year. How happy are you with all of the decisions and actions that you've taken along the way? Would you say that you are happy to share those decisions? Probably not. But wouldn't it be nice if you were able to look back and actually feel that way about your decisions? To do that, though, I think that we're going to have to ask a key question. That question is this. Is this decision that I'm about to make going to move me closer to becoming the man that God meant for me to be or further away? Is this decision, here's your filter, is this decision that I'm about to make going to move me closer to becoming the man that God meant for me to be or further away? The reality is you're going in one of those two places. You're never just kind of staying neutral. You're never just you know, stuck in the middle. You're either moving closer to being like the man that you want to be, the man that your wife wants you to be, your kids want to be, your community needs you to be, your work wants you to be, or you're moving further away. Which is it for you today? Is it moving you closer or further? Think about this. The, the big consequences often start, or maybe it's always start, with a little decision. Think about like, you know, somebody who has lung cancer. It started years prior to that small, seemingly small decision to smoke that first cigarette. The, the person who's 50 pounds overweight started with a decision years before to not worry about what they ate or drink or if they exercised. That decision to not do something positive, to not pay attention, led to a story now later that you tell of being overweight, being physically exhausted and tired and your back hurts, your knee hurts. You can't climb the flight of stairs. You can't play with your kids or your grandkids, right? Stories that you're telling because of a small decision back here. Having an affair, somebody who has an affair with somebody because they're chasing the hottie at work. What was the small, quote unquote, small decision in the beginning that led to the story of infidelity and betrayal and disaster? Sometimes it was, I'm just going to go have a innocent conversation, right? But you knew it wasn't innocent. It's, I know I should create some boundaries here at work, but I chose not to. And now the story I tell is disastrous, painful, not just for you, but for everybody, right? This seemingly small thing here led to this big consequence there. How many of you are struggling with secret sins in your life? Things that you just hope never get exposed because, man, if somebody knew how often and how much I look at pornography and I can't stop it. I can't, I can't shake this thing. It's like, it's, it's this thing that just hounds me forever. If that's your story, how did that start? Well, there was probably a small quote unquote decision to look and to cheat with your eyes. And then you got away with it. And so you thought, you know what, I could probably do this again. And so this story over here of I've got a, an addiction to pornography started as this small 
decision over here and it led to the story here of just pain and frustration and regret shame all those things right how about the person who's going through bankruptcy how does that story start well a lot of times it starts with just not having spending under control not having the ability to say no to things that you can't afford to pay for in cash, right? And so all along the way, you've made small decisions with your money that have led to the story of just major consequence. So you can kind of see here, right, where we're going. This small, seemingly small decision here leads to stories here. Small sometimes leads to humongous, huge consequences to lead to sad stories that you're not happy to share. Remember that, that quote that we just read there. Craig's like, these big decisions, the next big one is whatever's next in line for you because every decision leads you to some kind of story. And wouldn't it be nice if the decisions that we made along the way in the everyday life, wouldn't it be nice if you could feel good about those, right? Here's why this matters. We often think, I believe as Christians, incorrectly about making a decision to follow Jesus. And here's what I mean by that. I think that often we, we kind of think is coming to Jesus is that moment where the pastor says, bow your heads, close your eyes. And if you want to say this prayer with me and we think, okay, I made a decision to follow Jesus, right? Maybe your church does that something like that too. Here's what we ought to tell people every single day you have to decide to follow Jesus. Do you understand like the difference between these two? There is a starting decision, of course, where you first bow your heart to Christ and you put your knee on the ground and you say, I submit to you. You are Lord of my life. You are completely in charge. I follow you till death. I'm going to follow you into life. All of that, right? There's, there's that first piece of that for sure. But you know what you have to do the next day after that first decision is decide again. And then you decide again, and then you decide again, and then you decide again. And every day you have to wake up and say, I will follow you and trust you completely. Wouldn't your life be different? Honestly, just pause here. <laughs> Do you remember what I told you in the beginning? This conversation could literally change your life. The thing that could literally change your life is if you woke up every day and said, I'm going to make a decision to follow you today. Every day we have to do that. This is why Craig calls it a divine direction. It's all about this idea of following a Christ every day so that we can, in our language here in this ministry, live bigger lives, better lives, and become the men that God meant for us to be. Well, what kind of man did God mean for you to be? He, he meant for you to be the man who obeyed him every day, who followed him every day, who took up your cross daily to follow him and to be like him. That is the man that God meant for you to be. And so we don't make a one-time decision. We make an everyday, every moment decision. And the more that that is like front and center, the more that we are thinking like this every day, the closer we're going to be to becoming that kind of man. But here's the thing. It's a decision. It's a, it's a direction that you are pointing your life in purposefully moment by moment small decision, one small decision at a time. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. And if you are, please do me a big favor and simply get engaged in a simple way. For you, that might be clicking the like button or maybe subscribing to the show. 
For others, it may be commenting on a show that really stands out to them, or maybe it's just copying the URL and texting it to a friend or pasting that into your social media or sharing it via text, whatever it is. All of those things make a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more Christian men who are trying to live bigger and better lives. So number one, thank you for being a listener, and thank you for being a part of this community and part of this show. We appreciate it more than you know, and we appreciate you getting engaged and helping us out. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. All right? So now as you're listening to me say this, you're probably like, okay, cool. Now what, though? Like, I get that. How do I learn then to tell better stories? How do I learn how to become the man that God meant for me to be? Here's what I would tell you. Simply start where you are right now. And that's encouraging, right? It ought to be encouraging. Your next best decision is the next one in line from wherever you are today. I I have a, a buddy of mine who's in our fight club ministry, and he was actually talking to a friend. So I kind of heard this like third party, but I've had many conversations with this guy. And I think what he does that maybe you do too, maybe, maybe, you know, people like this is he, he considers where he's at right now and thinks, Oh man, I really wish I was like this other guy. I wish I was a little bit more, you know, strong, like my pastor or like my buddy over here, whatever it is. And he's got this comparison game and thinking, how do I get 10 steps ahead of where I am? If, if I could just get to there. The reality is his next best move is to make the next decision the best one he possibly can. He needs to start right where he is and then take the next right step. And after that one, take the next right step. Make the next right decision. This is how you get from wherever you are to where you want to be. Well, where do you want to be? I want to live a bigger life. I want to have bigger impact. I want to have a a better relationship with my wife and my kids. I want to have an impact for the kingdom of Christ while I have time. So if that's the destination, and those are the stories that you want to tell, here's where you start, exactly where you are today, and you make the next right move. That's where you start. Going back to the book, Craig says this, I've heard it said that two of the biggest mistakes you can make in life are not starting and not finishing. If you're like most people, you've had good intentions to start new habits. It's a pretty safe bet that many of those good intentions you never followed through on. And it's probably likely that even the things you did start, many of them you never finished. I know what that's like. Regret sets in and you don't feel successful. You don't feel disciplined. Sometimes you even feel like a failure. It goes without saying that you can't travel back in time and start your life over, but there is something that you can do. And you can do it today. You can start a new discipline that will make for a new and better ending to your story. Any day you choose, you can start something new and allow God, the finisher of your faith, to help you complete what he called you to start. I've noticed that so many people think a successful life is made up of just a few big decisions. Starting that business, moving to the city, inventing a new product line, writing a movie script, Big decisions are important, but a truly meaningful life doesn't happen through a few big decisions. You build it by stacking hundreds and hundreds of smaller ones. I like what he says here. Some of the big problems for men is that you either didn't start or you don't finish. If you want to change your life in radical ways, as you listen to this, 
It's about making a decision to follow Jesus every day, not just once. I hope you've already done that. And if you haven't, you need to make a decision to follow him. Today's the day. Don't tarry. Don't wait. Right? Make him number one. Make him the priority. In fact, if you've already made a decision, but you realize that you haven't made him number one, that you're really still number one in your life. It's you, you're deciding. And then when things fall apart, you kind of decide, you know what, I should bring God into this. If you want to flip the script and you want to change, if you want to be radically different and tell bigger and better stories, then you need to make a commitment to truly follow Jesus. Then you just need to go, okay, what have I started and what do I need to finish? Well, could be all kinds of things, but where do you start? Start small. In fact, there's a verse here in Zechariah 4.10. Here's what it says. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's such a cool verse. Don't despise the small beginnings. The Lord loves to see things begin. And so, number one, I think a lot of men make the mistake of like just trying to get started making big, big changes right off the bat, right? Knowing, though, that probably small incremental change is probably healthier and better. It's kind of like, you know, if somebody's like, they're trying to lose weight. So what do they do? They buy the gym membership. They buy all these clothes. They, they do this. And it's like this huge event. They go to CrossFit, even though they can't even hardly walk down the road. They're going to like, if I'm going to go big, I'm going to go big. Well, it usually works for a few days, maybe a couple weeks, but going big doesn't typically win for most guys. So what I think you should do is start small and stack habits right? Start building small momentum that you can kind of stack on one thing after another. I know for me, like when I really had my wake up call by the Lord and, and he really started to change me, it started by taking small literal steps, like down the road and back. It was hardly, you know, half a mile, but I was so far removed from physical exercise or paying attention to what I ate or drank that I'm like, I'm going to just do like 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups, and walk down the road and back. It was something simple like that. And I'm telling you, that changed everything. Like when you get to a spot where you know that you can make a small step like that, all of a sudden you're like, okay, that felt pretty good. Now I'm going to stack on top of that like prayer. So the way that I stack wins and build momentum is I start walking and eating right. I, I take, you know, five minutes of my day to walk and do five, 10 sit-ups, push-ups, something that you'd be like, well, that's not going to change your life. No, but the habit of starting it will. And so what's happened is I started there and I started walking down the road. Then I stacked down prayer and I said like, Lord, I've got five minutes here and I know I need to change. And so now I've added prayer to physical exercise. And then I started to really get serious about what I ate. And so I stacked those things, right? Eating, exercise, prayer, all of these things did something important. They built momentum they started to help me to feel more like the man that I wanted to be. I started to be able to tell a story that I wanted to tell. I was happy with those decisions. What I wasn't happy with was eating everything I wanted and telling a story of how sick I felt, how much heartburn I had, how terrible I was sleeping, the brain fog, right? Not fitting into pants, buying the biggest pair of pants I'd ever bought in my life because I'd let everything go. I wasn't happy with those decisions that led to those stories. But as I started to change, I took one small habit and it built another habit on top and another habit on top. And slowly but surely, you find yourself becoming something brand new. This is the pathway. If you are in a place where you're like, man, this, 
this message is like for me. If God is like really grabbing your attention, it's like, I need a new direction, but I don't know where to start. Start right where you're at. Make a decision to follow Jesus today and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then do that thing, that small thing, that exercise, that prayer, that waking up a few minutes early, whatever that is. Because what will happen is you're going to start to tell these but now stories. The but now stories are, are the best. The but now stories are like years ago, I was you know, drowning in anxiety and fear and despair. And my life was in a dark place. But now do you see it like that's the story I used to be. But now I used to be like this in depression and anxiety. But now God has changed my heart. He's changed my perspective. My mindset is strong. I'm more of the man that I'm supposed to be right for a long time maybe you would say my career has been number one and so I, I knew I needed to change but I didn't know how but I just started to you know get into a men's bible study or prayer group or fight club you join a community like our fight club and now I get home by five thirty. I don't keep working all this overtime to just try to like kill myself my priority used to be this but now it's about my family and I don't want to pursue anything that's ahead of that. But now it's different. It, you might say that I used to eat and drink anything I wanted to. I was kind of telling you some of my own story with that. And I felt horrible about it. And so I started to just like realize I'm like this because of me. These are my decisions and I'm, I'm tired of being exhausted. And so now God has now woke me up and he's helped me to get in better shape, to get to bed early, to wake up before my family, to do my devotions, and my whole life has changed. Maybe that is your but now story. I used to be, but now God has done this. You might say that I've heard a lot of guys say a story like this, like several years ago, I was the guy that was gone from church my whole life. Like I just didn't want to be there. I didn't, I didn't make the effort. I would come, go, but I was super inconsistent. I didn't really know God well. I didn't really walk closely with him. But now I've made church a priority. But now I've made being a part of this men's group a priority. And now everything has changed because now God has woke me up. I used to be like this, but now God has done this. This is what happens. These are the ways that small changes, small decisions lead to big stories, big outcomes. I used to be like this, but now God has brought me here to this. So here's what I would suggest that you do. If you're listening to this again, and you're just like, yeah, I want to be able to tell a better story. I hope that's what you're feeling from this. My suggestion is that you pick one area, just, just one. Do not start with every area of your life, right? You can't fix your spiritual life, your physical health, your mental state. You can't fix all that stuff at once. So what I would say is pick one in fact, pick the one that if you started there in that area, it has the chance to build momentum and help you to grow in all the other areas, right? Pick one thing. I told you my story, and I'm actually kind of a, a big believer in this, that when you start with physical health, there's something about being a man and feeling physically healthier and stronger that makes you want to be stronger in all the other things. So by literally just going like, man, I'm out of it. I didn't need to get saved. I was saved, but I was asleep. <laughs> I was asleep at the wheel. And so for me, it was like physical change. I felt terrible. I felt terrible. I looked terrible. I'm like, I, I want to get better here. And so I started there not even really realizing how that one area would snowball into all the rest. 
when I started to feel better physically, I'm like, man, this walking's kind of nice. Maybe I'll get back to the gym. And I do that. I'm like, well, I, f- I really like how I'm feeling. And man, I'm starting to lose weight. I'm starting to feel better about myself. I want to be stronger in my spiritual life. And I started to wake up a little bit earlier, just 10 or 15 minutes earlier. It all just started snowballing. It was like physical health changed everything for me. Now, maybe you'll pick a different one. That's cool. Whatever God is telling you to do, do that next thing. Do it today, right? Decide to follow Jesus today in that one area. Be faithful. I'm just telling you for me that if you're not sure where to start and you are not physically active and moving, I'm telling you that decision will lead to a stronger spiritual life, mental life, sex life with your wife. Everything gets better if you start here. So that might be my suggestion to you. But now you've got to make a commitment to actually doing the thing, right? Commitment to it is like this week, I'm going to do this. So in our community, our Fight Club community, we have an ongoing weekly commitment. And what we do is this. We say, okay, every week's a little different. So let's say you're traveling one week. Well, that week, your commitments might be different than just a normal work week. On a travel week, you might say, you know what? I'm going to go out with my family. I'm just going to enjoy things, but I'm going to get a walk in two times on vacation. And I'm going to commit to doing that. And I'm going to wake up still early, even on vacation and read my Bible. But a commitment to it says, I'm going to do this thing, right? It's not like I'm going to try to be a better dad. I'm going to try to exercise. No, I'm committed to doing a couple things and winning this week. If I can do these couple things, then I'm going to win this week. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is this. Don't try, commit. What can you commit to doing and act like a man and do the things that you committed to? That's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Pick one area and let's say it's physical health and you're going to make a commitment to say, I'm going to wake up 20 minutes early and walk one mile. I'm going to do that three times this week. If you can make a commitment like that, I'm telling you at the end of the week, when you keep your commitment for the week, you're going to go, that felt good. I feel like I'm winning again. You're going to build momentum. And again, next week, maybe you just keep the same commitment, but maybe along the way, you're like, you know what? I can do two miles. And so I'm going to commit this week to stretching it. You're going to see yourself go through this progression and I'll go back to the beginning. This could literally change your life. No exaggeration. If you start with one area that could build momentum in every other area and you make small commitments one week at a time, no, no, like, you know, for the next 90 days, I'm never going to eat sugar. Like, okay. Like how many people keep that? Well, not many, but what if you did that just for one week at a time, right? Shrink the wind down to a small manageable bite and make a commitment as a man and keep your commitment. In fact, what we do in our community that I suggest you do as well is tell another brother. So accountability to it is huge. Here's where you say, okay, I'm going to walk one mile three times this week. And now I call a friend and say, will you check in on me throughout the week and just see how I'm doing with my commitment? They're going to be like, yep, cool. No problem. Just text me. You don't got to call. Just get a hold of me, right? Keep it simple, but bring somebody into your commitment. That is huge, right? Maybe for some of you guys, your one thing because your relationship with your wife is off. Maybe the one thing you need to do to start kick, you know, kicking off everything and really like jump starting everything is I'm going to commit to a date night or coffee or a walk, whatever it is with my wife once a week. Maybe that's your thing, right? Maybe for some of you, it's buying a gym membership. Maybe it's getting an accountability partner, a mentor. It's calling somebody at church. It's, it's finding somebody and just saying like, Hey, would you walk with me through this journey? Here's my goals, but I can't do this on, on my own. Would you pray for me? And would you check in on me? 
right? I guarantee you, if you will reach out to somebody like that, they will do that. They will help you and it will help you to win. So as we wrap up, this, this, this is where I want you to go. I hope that as I'm saying these things in your head, you're already doing this. But if not, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you actually picked one thing, one area in your life, and you made a commitment and you actually kept those commitments for the next three weeks. Imagine how different you would feel if you're like, man, I just did some hard things and, and I did it every week. I'm telling you, you would feel amazing. How, how much different, how much better would your life be if three months from now you kept making these micro small commitments along the way and you kept them faithfully? you will be changed. Your mindset is going to be different. Your perspective is different. You're going to be, I used to be this guy and now, but God has done this. You're going to be telling the, but God stories. <laughs> I used to do this. I used to feel this way. I used to be this guy. Our marriage used to be this way. Our finances used to be this way, but I decided I'm going to make some changes and start to budget. And now everything is different. This idea of this divine direction of saying, look, these small decisions to follow Jesus in your everyday life, every day of your life can change everything. And that's why it's no exaggeration to say that this could change everything for you. Here's what you need to do. Start small, get started and make it a, the best year of your life, right? Finish the things that you start though. So if you make a commitment to walk three times, to date your wife, to start a budget, pick the one thing, make a small commitment just for week one, and then finish what you started. I'm telling you, if you can start those things, find yourself becoming a man that finishes things, and every day make a decision to follow Jesus, this can be the best day, the best year of your life. It's going to be incredible, right? This could literally change your life. So I'm so excited for you. If you will embrace this, if you will get in the fight and this, what this ministry is called, this get in the fight for this reason, this is what it looks like for a man to fight. He wakes up, follows Jesus, makes commitments, gets accountability and finishes what he starts. If you do that, look out, it's going to be amazing. I hope that you will. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.